guys have questions about relationships, mental health, sex, babies, and everything about life that just gets thrown at you in your 20s? Well, if you do, sit back and relax and tune in while I discuss these topics and invite guests to share their stories and issues that we all may be having. So grab a glass of your favorite wine and wind down with me. everyone, welcome back to Wind Down. I'm your host, MK. And tying into the previous episodes, I've touched base with depression a little bit, and I wanted to talk to you guys more about it in detail. Um, it's still a touchy subject for me, just because I just honestly really just started this journey last year, so... Just bear with me. Yeah. Um, how do I even start with this? I've been traumatized since I was a child, I guess you can say. I mean, but honestly, who hasn't? Everyone experiences trauma at one point in their lives. Obviously, some more than others, but that's just what life throws at you. For me, probably not as much as other people, but still to an extent where it affected me growing up. I mean, like, it's affecting me now. (laughs) I've had regular issues with, you know, family drama and relationships. I don't know if you guys knew, but I also experienced a lot of bullying as a child. Like, through four years of my elementary life, Starting at the end of grade three, that's basically when everything just came raining down on me. And that just created more issues with how I saw myself and just everything that I'm going through now. I don't know about you, but having that type of trauma as a child isn't healthy. And I know it's not something that you can control. I mean, at least it wasn't back then teachers who kind of would just address it and then just brush it off like it was nothing so yeah I mean now it's a little bit better it's still happening but it's better now because I guess there's more resources but I can still remember every detail of every event like I know it'll always and forever be like imprinted in my head and a bit of story time for you guys there was this one time where my gym teacher offered to have a pool party at his house so like when we were planning things everyone was talking about who would carpool with who and they were writing their names on the board and I was just left out because no one wanted to choose me. So when the teacher saw that my name wasn't on the board, he had to fit me in with someone. And I could see my classmates' faces being like, like, you know, that type of face. And yeah, so when we went to my gym teacher's house, the whole time we were there, Everyone was playing in the water or some would be sitting just by the pool and I'd be 
just by myself, sitting at the edge of the pool watching them play, or sometimes I'd join in, but you know, at that point, they would still try to avoid me. And then when it was time to go home, some of my classmates' parents picked them up and some of them carpooled with each other, but again, I was alone and they just left me. Like, no one offered to take me. And then when my teacher saw that I was still there, he offered to drive me home. And he took two other people, two or three other people in the car too. But yeah, during the car ride, like I was, at, we were sitting in the back seat with my two classmates. And I remember my two classmates were playing a game where you guess what music the other person is listening to and you have to act it out like charades kind of. And um, I can I can still vividly remember her pointing to me as a hint. And then the other one is just guessing names. And then all of a sudden, like the songs that she was guessing were stupid girl and ugly. And another time, like I remember during recess for four years, no one ever wanted to hang out with me. So I was kind of just stuck by myself. And I would just sit in front of the school on the bench and just sit there watching people play. Or sometimes like I would walk around and just sit in front of the garden by myself. Or like other times I didn't even bother going outside. I'd just sit in the classroom by myself, reading and writing, just, you know, alone. And there's this one time when I was younger, I used to journal a lot and write in my diary. And one day when I got back from recess, some of the girls or, you know, my so-called friends were hovered around my desk and I saw that they had opened and read my diary and they were making fun of me for it. Like, they were making fun of what I wrote. And then another day was where I did a hairstyle that I just randomly came up with out of the blue. And I thought it looked cute, so I wore it to school. And when they saw me, they confronted me right away. And they asked, oh, did you see that hairstyle in a magazine or something? And then they were telling me that it didn't suit me and that I looked ugly, and that I should just take it off. And they just started making more fun of me for it. But most times during gym or class projects or things like our field trips to events or camp, like one time I remember going to the aquarium and we had to do those like workout sheets, not workout sheets, worksheets. And everyone had to be buddied up. But for me, I just ended up walking around doing it by myself, even though you're supposed to be with a buddy. But at that point, everyone was just avoiding me like the plague. There's just so many things I still remember. And like at the beginning of it, I had some friends or, you know, so-called friends. At least that's what I thought. But they just decided to turn their back on me and gang up. Like, my so-called best friend, who I was really close friends with from, I don't know, grade 
one to grade three-ish. Like, she basically joined their group and I was practically abandoned from there. Like, they got the whole class to turn on me. And I have no idea why. Maybe it's because of how I looked or... I, I just, I don't really know. I have no idea. But... I went through that shit for four years. Like, can you imagine that? Like a nine-year-old, a nine-year-old starting grade four and going through all that shit. Experiencing all that bullying. Like, what the hell? I can't really speak on their behalf of why it was done, and I don't even know if they remember doing that because, you know, most bullies don't. But... Being the receiver of it, being the person at the end of it, you just never really forget the shit that happened to you. Like, you carry that with you into adulthood. And like, even now, I'm still experiencing the after effects of it. Looking back now, like, after elementary, like, transitioning into high school, I remember being somewhat mean to people after all that. Because, like, I didn't want to become a pushover anymore. But when high school started, like, I didn't know anyone because I was coming from a private school and going into public. So everyone that I grew up with was gone. Like, I became the thing that I told myself I didn't want to be. I became a pushover. But, you know, I wanted to fit in. So I conformed like a sheep. That really affected my education. Like, my grades dropped. I was skipping school. Just my priorities changed. Like, I went into the wrong crowd. Not super wrong, but wrong to a point where if I had different friends back then, I knew I would be completely different right now. I knew I would probably be in a completely different job. I probably would have went to college, but you know, I wanted people to like me. It also affected my self-image. Like, I never really liked the way I looked. I knew I wasn't pretty compared to the other girls, and just just everything was bad. And like, while this is all happening, I was going through some family drama too, which, you know, I won't get into detail, but it, it just got really bad. So I started self-harming, which intensified my insomnia more, but I was just, that was what comforted me back then. And I was kind of also paranoid about my appearance and what people would think. So like I would still cut myself a lot on my arms and my legs. But then, you know, I'd try to hide, I'd try to hide them. 
Like I'd try all the possible things to heal it, to remove the scars, because I didn't want people judging or talking about me. Like I kind of was ashamed that I was cutting, so I hid it from people. And after high school, I eventually stopped cutting, but that's because my boyfriend really helped me get out of it. He helped me get out of that mindset. And then years passed and, you know, back then I was having suicidal thoughts, hence the cutting, but at this point I was still having suicidal thoughts as well. And, you know, some days were good, some days were great, but others were bad. And I didn't really care to get professional help. Like back then, no one really talked about it. I mean, it was talked about, but not into like that detail. You know what I'm saying? But it, yeah. I only started getting professional help recently when I started talking about my sleep issues. That's kind of when everything started coming into play and I started addressing more of my my health because of it. But yeah, I never really opened up to medical guidance. Like I just didn't really talk about it in general. But yeah, this past year I've been recently diagnosed with MDD, which is major depressive disorder with general anxiety and yeah, I, I never really thought that I would actually have a mood disorder. Like, I didn't know I'd have issues to the point where it was actually diagnosed. And, like, I thought it was just really, really sad because I was going through all of these things. And, you know, hearing about it, I know people back then were, like, bullied. Everyone was going through their own shit. But I thought it was just a normal thing, you know? But yeah, when I talked to my doctor about it, it, oh, it opened up a vault of emotions. And as soon as I opened up, I started, I started getting relief, like knowing that I'd actually get the help that I need and that someone was willing to help. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the doctor suggested medication. Back then, they offered counseling too, but I didn't really like, I don't know, it didn't work for me. But yeah, they did all this testing to confirm that I was actually diagnosed. And then, yeah, they suggested the medication and I was originally put on a new medication. It was new on the market called Vibrid. And they said that was to her when she, when I was explaining everything and after doing all the testing, um, she thought Vibrid would be a better option for me. So I did that for two weeks that she put me on a trial. But I don't know, I, did, I didn't really feel good on that medication. Like I was really antsy and I had I was experiencing like severe RLS, restless leg syndrome, and other stuff. I just, I was just super hyperactive. Like I was bouncy and just, it wasn't really good. 
Like I was extremely hyper. Like my coworkers, they noticed it. They kept asking me if I was okay and I was just, I don't know. It, it just didn't really work for me. And I told my doctor and, you know, I went through the whole pack even though it wasn't working for me and she was like, well, if it wasn't working for you, why didn't you stop it? And you guys know, like I'm cheap. I don't want to waste medication. So I ended up doing the whole pack and she was like, you could have just stopped it right then and there. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I didn't know. But yeah, she put me on Ciprolex and you know, that went well, like it worked for me all until I started gaining weight. So I was, I don't remember, probably like 110, 115. And then I gained a lot of weight in a span of like three months. And I was like 130, pushing to 140. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, what the hell? That's not normal. And yeah, so I went back and I did a follow-up with the doctor because obviously when you're on new medications, you have to follow up just to see how it's going for you and if, if it's working because if one medication doesn't work, there's so many out there. And yeah, I was telling her about the rapid weight gain and it was around like 13, 14 pounds in like three, four months. And she was saying, yeah, that's that seems like it's way too fast. And she was asking me all these questions and I told her there weren't any changes to my diet or my lifestyle other than the pills that I was taking, the depression pills. So she tried lowering the medication. So we tried that, didn't work. And at that point, my doctor, um, my actual doctor was retiring, but the doctor that I was seeing was her partner. I don't know if you guys remember that from the previous episode. She had a partner in her clinic to help with her caseloads. But yeah, anyway, so my actual doctor was retiring. So she told me that I needed to see the new doctor. And yeah, so I made an appointment with him. And we discussed my issues about the sleep um, disorder and more so on the new depression medication and then the weight gain that I was experiencing. And he didn't really know what was wrong, so he ordered more blood work. But, you know, that came back negative for thyroid and everything. So he decided to switch me off to Wellbutrin XL because he was telling me that, oh, yeah, Ciprolex may cause weight gain, but Wellbutrin is known to maybe help with weight loss. And granted, 130, 140 something isn't really like overweight for me, but I didn't like how I was looking at that point. So that's why he offered it. And yeah, I've been on Wellbutrin ever since. It's been like a year and some change. But yeah, that's it's it's been working for me. And obviously, 
Another thing, being on birth control does increase depression more. And that obviously affects your hormones to a whole nother extent, which is another reason why I wanted to go off of birth control. But yeah, I won't get into that yet. But honestly, I feel so much better. Like everyone goes through these things, some a bit more than others, but everyone has their own story. And for me, like one thing that I would probably give advice on is always think before you speak. And I know I'm one of many and my experience shows how one thing you do can impact someone's life drastically. But yeah. Anyways, that's it for today. Uh, follow me on Instagram at winddownwithmk. Or if you want, you can tweet me at hey underscore mayor. And let me know what you guys think or if you guys have any other topics that you want to hear about. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to whether to uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And just remember, if you're having suicidal thoughts, please just talk to someone you trust. Go to your doctor or if you're still scared to open up about it, there are people that you can reach out to. You can call the crisis center at 1-800-784-2433 or Canada Suicide Prevention Service at 1-833-456-4566 or just text them at 45645. But yeah, just honestly, just talk to someone. It'll relieve you a bit getting all that like you know heavy burden off your chest even if they can't relate at least you're letting someone know how you feel and you know just relieving that stress a little bit for you mental health is really a serious thing like remember no matter how much it feels like you are you're not alone like you matter but yeah I'll leave it at that. Catch you guys later. Love you. Bye.